Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Yep. You're rolling with Jason and John. 92.9 FM. ESPN. It is a somber. Tuesday, there is no question about it. We all know why, aside of the fact that it's gray and cloudy outside, for good reason. Devastating news we get last night from the Memphis Grizzlies that Ja Morant will be out for the season following surgery to replace a labral tear in his shoulder. He was in that sling yep. last we saw him on the sideline, and we wondered, is that, you know, is that just soreness? You're in a sling? Hope that doesn't go on too long. Just feeling good, too. Because you just knocked off the Lakers with him. Then you knocked off Phoenix without him. We're talking about how how different we felt from going out here last week. Grizz are going on this three-game road trip. Felt like maybe new season again. After all, they're six and three with John Morant. That's a pretty good clip, right? You're going to get back in it. Yes. What a blow. And and let's be clear, this this is... No, Stephen Adams, that news before the season, that was a blow. Um, On the Tigers' side, Caleb, you know, the Caleb Mills news that he's going to be out for the season, that's a blow. This was a death shot. This this was more than a blow. And I think we were all sort of, you know, we're all watching Washington try to make it a game against Michigan last night, the college football uh, championship game. And you get this news, and it just, it floors you. I was numb. Tweeted as much. Um, Because in the immediate... It feels like all the excitement just goes right out the building. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to how we feel. Um, we'll get to what it means. Uh, but Grizzlies sitting at 13 and 23 right now, just four and a half games out of the 10 spot. I think we can stop worrying about that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, though, because, again, perhaps there is a, 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 <sighs> there is a day, Brad, that the clouds will clear. Yes. Now, it ain't soon when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, this season's over. But perhaps there is a way that this can be spun positive. That now, perhaps you've got an asset that can perhaps improve with the rest of this season. An asset now in your first-round draft pick that, hey, whether you want to use it yourself on a young player. I tried to go through the draft. I can't pronounce half the names right right now. The mock drafts right now. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to use it on one of these young guys or... As that as that draft pick, you know whether it's state five, four, whatever it's going to be, yep. or, or or do you use it as a trade piece now to go out and get a veteran to add to next season? Lot to talk about with this news, but it was it's it's devastating. It's it's a death blow on the season, and uh, yeah, man, you saw John Morant tweeting about it. you know he's down about it first and foremost, but uh, as a franchise, as fans, uh, as media that covers this team. Yeah, it, it's rough. And, oh, by the way, Grizzlies got a game tonight against the Mavericks. Yeah. You know, they're not going to cry for you, certainly. Uh, that's a 7.30 p.m. tip, I believe, by the way. 7 o'clock pregame here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Mavericks, big favorites now. I think it was 8.5 mm-hmm. uh, with this John News. Jaron Jackson Jr., too, I believe I saw as questionable, listed as questionable with a contusion, a knee contusion. So you got business to take care of tonight. I mean, again, you're trying to – finish off this three-game road trip in style before you get this news. And the way Luca has played against you, had 35 last time out against you. A um, lot has changed, certainly, in, in, in the last 24 hours when it comes to Memphis Grizzlies. We will talk about that national championship game. Michigan, very impressive. Yes. And I guess there's different ways to feel about this in, in terms of how you felt about Michigan's season, the controversy with Harbaugh, the sign-stealing controversy, everything else. You know, if you're on, on one of the sides... Like I was at, well, Michigan was 
proven that they cheated and went and crossed the line in doing so, that they didn't deserve any of this. I, I still think even if you're on that side, you have to appreciate what they did on the field. Because, again, sign stealing, no sign stealing. We know what's happening all over college football. Michigan just pounded Washington yesterday. That was a dominant effort. And I realize, you know, it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Like I said, we're all watching to see if Washington can make it a game. But that was running for rushing for over 300 yards. Both your running backs go. That was as physical as it gets. And we'll talk about it. What they did to Penix, you know, in terms of 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 getting him, you know, backpedaling, uh, uh, errant throws, missing throws, the pressure they were able to get. I had not seen – you hadn't seen a Penix like that all year long. He'd always been cool, calm, and collected. He'd always made the right throw, barely missed one, barely wasted a throw. And last night, Michigan was all over him. So what they did defensively, just as impressive, I thought, as as physical as they were, as, as, as was how physical they were offensively up front. So we'll talk about Michigan next year, obviously, betting favorite, obviously, already Georgia going into next year. Uh, by the way, Washington's going to be a Big Ten conference you know, member yeah. with Michigan next year. So a lot's going to change, but certainly you had to feel good for the Wolverines. I felt good for, I'm not going to lie to you, for commercial appeal columnist Mark Giannato who had made the trek down there. Whatever it was going to be, a 20-hour trip. I mean, <laughs> it, it was savage. He told us about it last week. Uh, basically, was just going to go down there, not even get a hotel room, come back, get back to work. Uh, good to go down there and see a win. I get this is the first outright title for Michigan since the Truman administration. You got to go back wow. to the late 40s. Now they got the co-title mm. in 97 with mm-hmm. Nebraska, but outright uh Michigan fans have the reason to have their chests out uh today certainly and congratulations to them. Mikey Williams camp has spoken. We talked about that news because it broke just before the show yesterday. Mikey Williams, the Memphis signee, uh the Penny Hardaway has backed all the way through his legal troubles now. Uh, troubles that seemed like were almost over, and it uh, sort of seemed set up. We had talked to Michael Williams' attorney about his future plans, which at one point looked like maybe waiting on Memphis and, and waiting to enroll until next year. That all changed yesterday before the show. We talked about that. Well, now his camp has spoken. Uh, Penny Hardaway has talked about the rest of the season, not necessarily the Michael Williams situation, but the rest of the season. Memphis got UTSA tomorrow. We'll talk more about the game tomorrow, but Penny Hardaway did say some things yesterday that I thought were interesting at the uh, coaches' show. And the Southern Heritage Classic has reached a deal. That's a good thing because we had to get Fred Jones taken care of, the Southern Heritage Classic founder, with this conveyance of ownership of Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium from the city to the University of Memphis. The Southern Heritage Classic, one of the staples, staple games, uh, historically black college, a game that Fred has put together now for decades, uh, needed to get its contract settled with its new contract with the University of Memphis. That is done. It's good news. Before we get to all that, and certainly the John Morant news leading it all off, let me set up the show. 11.30 or so, we'll talk to Jessica Benson, host of the Jessica Benson Show with C.J. Hurd over Grind City Media, and host of the Grizzlies pre- and post-game shows that you can hear right here on 929 FM ESPN. We'll get her take on the John Morant news. Grizzlies' chances, rest of the season, but what the plan, more importantly, should be going from here, because I think that's where you go. Um, It'll get sad around here, talking about what the Grizzlies' record could be at the end of this. Again, that could be a good thing in terms of this draft. We'll talk about that. And then 125, we've got Trista Crick of BetMGM Tonight, host of Heat Check with Trista Crick, NBA podcast available on the Odyssey app. About the Grizzlies' issues now, John Morant being out. I believe the last time I talked to her solo, and we'll get to that in a minute, because uh, as you notice, John has not talked yet. Usually no. he would have cut me off night, uh, by now. Last time we <laughs> talked to, I talked to Trista solo was the end of November, and we were lamenting the loss of Marcus Smart, Kennard, and just how it was blow after blow for the Memphis Grizzlies. What are we going to do, Trista, lift us up? And here I am talking to her solo again today, and it's right after the John Morant news. Literally, it's Trista lift us up. There ain't going to be much lift in this season, but we'll talk to Trista Crick about 125. So lots to get to. And like I talked about death blow that this John Morant news was, I think it killed John last night. That is, uh, it, it, it knocked him right on out. He's not going to be with us today to grieve with us. Uh, certainly, he's under the weather today. And you, you could probably expect as much, but if you were listening yesterday, you could hear that cough coming on. feels like it's going around, too. There is. I was just talking to Jeff about this. We have to wash our hands. You, you notice I wipe like a maniac when I come in You always in here. have the disinfectant spray and the wipe downs before every show. I wiped that whole show. studio yesterday I mean, you're you, sitting in. Yeah. You, what Was that Monk? What was that show where he was like a real germaphobe? I think you, yeah. you've become like I, him, well, but, for, but for good reason. I especially so. right now, this influenza thing it is, is going all around. My son had something that yes. kept him out for a day yesterday. He's back today. Day, but it kept him out all of school yesterday to go pick him up. Yeah. So it's it's everywhere. I had it for two days before mm-hmm. Christmas, and I think our man John Martin 
the Ja Morant news uh, probably put him down for good. So we'll we'll see if we get John back tomorrow. Brad and I can certainly do enough talking yeah, for we'll you have today. Some, we'll try we'll, to lighten we'll it up here a little bit. We'll try to talk our way through mm-hmm. this. But I got this, uh, a friend of mine last night, Brother Martin, not John, but another Brother Martin, sent this, this number, to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sounds of silence. Uh, darkness, because that's what it felt like in the in the in the news. Just to get the nuts and bolts out, nuts and bolts out. He's going to undergo season-ending surgery, John Morant, on that right shoulder after injuring it on Saturday in a training session, uh, a sub a subluxation of the right shoulder. Ouch! The uh, the subsequent MRI revealed an underlying labral tear, and it's going to require that surgery. It's going to keep him out the rest of the season. Chris tell you fully expect a full recovery uh, for 24, 25. We've seen that bef- stuff before. Yep. Uh, that said, you figure, you know, John Morant's shoulder injury with the surgery happening right now, yeah, you hope that he's ready to go for day one. Grizzlies were 6-3 and three with yep. Ja. And I think about those nine games that he played, and you think about the moments in those, just in those nine. We got some of those. Oh, and, yeah. we, and not just moments in the – you know the 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 dunk over Wimby around mm-hmm. Wimby, but the the two wins in New Orleans, the last second shot in the first one. I think you know my father and and I don't know some of y'all might have saw on the break. My father was in 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 town from Belize. He's back now in Belize, but was in town for about the month through Thanksgiving and December. We got the chance to go to that first John Morant return the home game here against Indiana, and the energy was unbelievable. Yeah. So, so like you know, you know, and again, we were doing it three generations. Felt like it was important. Hey, you know, who knows? We'll get this chance again. Let's go see John Morant in the return. And, and I just think about those nine games. It felt, you know, it was electric it, it felt, in there. It, it yeah. changed the season. Sure. I mean, we we can talk about the six and nineteen that they were before, but everything felt different. And and that's with all due respect to the Grizzlies win over Phoenix uh, past couple of days ago without Ja. When he's on the floor, it wasn't just the 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 exciting feeling, the difference. You you were a better ball club. Six and thirteen. I mean, excuse me, six and three with him. Seven and twenty. If you count the two games that he didn't play, okay. Seven and twenty without him. And so you know that's a that that's a difference win percentage of what six sixty seven when he's on the floor, two fifty nine when he's off. And so there was this real chance, and it felt like it got more real over the weekend that the Grizzlies could make a push with John Morant out there, with John Morant on the bench. That energy had completely changed, and perhaps it was. Perhaps there was a road where Memphis gets into the play-in and makes a push. You know that's over now. Yeah. I mean, mm. and and here's the thing. It needs to be over. Because for as much as I respect the season that Jaron Jackson Jr. is having, and offensively he's having his best year, and, and last two games, he's rebounding. 19 rebounds the last two games. That's the Jaron you need going forward. Desmond Bain's having an all-star year. It's not just what he's doing from a scoring standpoint. It's the setup man he's become. We're seeing him get double-digit assists. The, pl- the, the, the player he's becoming year after year. You hate to see a season wasted, right? Yep. Uh, you want to see that in the playoffs, and you want to see it all together. Now, that was never going to be all together this season because you, because of the Stephen Adams news. But you were going to be as close as possible, hopefully, if you had a healthy John Morant and you make this push, right? But, and again, with all due respect to the seasons those guys have had individually with, with what Marcus Smart has done here the last couple of games offensively, you know, with what Vince Williams Jr. is trying to do in terms of getting a full-time contract, this needs to be over now. Because here's what I don't want to do. You certainly don't want to make a some some trade for in, you know in the immediate that's just trying to get you into the play in that that accomplishes nothing. Let, we can throw that out of the window right now. But here's the other thing. Harrington touched on this too. I think it's very important. I don't want to drive what may be a, an asset in in Marcus Smart or a future Grizzlies player next season, whatever he's going. I don't want to drive him into the ground. I don't want to lose Marcus Smart this season. Right and 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 what if he what if what if Marcus Smart suffers a season-ending injury because he's out there playing thirty-five minutes trying to help this team? God bless him with Jer- with Jaron and Bain trying to make a push. I don't want to lose that asset that way. So, as floored as I was last night by this news, you quickly and we're, we're good at this, Memphis. We've been down whether it's losing in championship games or 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 injury blows like this. 
We're always it, it's always okay. Well, we got to let's we got to roll up our sleeves and come back. So immediately last night, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. This is over, and it needs to be. And so you know what it's time for now, man. It's time for Gigi Jackson. It's time for right. Laravia. It's time for all those guys. And again, I, I'd even. You know, it's hard to go to Bain and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. with the seasons they're having and look them in the face and say, guys, this is over. You know, I, we're going to pull back your minutes. Hell, frankly, I don't even want you trying to dunk on anybody out there because it's more critical now because, again, there is an opportunity, and Jeff touched on this on his show. You should be listening to Jeff Calkins' show from 9 to 11, and, and, and we've seen it before. Whether it was Denver coming back from the Jamal Murray injury, right, sort of, uh, uh, getting everything sort of restructured, coming back and winning a championship. Golden State, a couple of years before, coming back from the clay injury and winning that title. There's an opportunity here to regroup, but you have to you have to roll up your sleeves and figure out the best path possible. And quite frankly, we could say it easy here. The word is tank, but there's an importance in that. There's importance in not driving Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Marcus Smart into the ground, particularly Marcus, who could be a trade piece, again, or you want to see him next season with John Morant, whatever it is, there's an importance to not grinding this thing out, grinding these wheels down, trying to make this you know, unrealistic push to the playoffs. There's an importance right now on playing some of those young guys, especially Gigi, may as well get him out there. Um, listen, Vince, I think, has proven himself at this point. But whether it's Roddy, whether it's LaRavia particularly, Zaire, I just think you have to decide now to go that route because, let's be real, like, no, you're not going to pass the Detroits and the San Antonios and the Charlottes of the world in terms of best shot at number one in this draft. But the, high, the better that pick is, the better asset that is as well. And so, Brad, if I've got a healthy Marcus Smart, you know, Come trade time, and a and a and a pick that's number five or six in the draft. Can I then t- turn those chips into a veteran player that can lead me to an immediate bounce back next season? I think that's a realistic path. And frankly, I'll be real with you, because the, you know, and 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 I know you know some of y'all I mean, aren't going to want to hear this. Oh, that you could say, well, it's just Jason spending it positive, but you weren't going to win anything anyway this season. Because even with John Morant, even with the, the great giddy feelings of 6-3, and three, which is the feeling, you could see the difference on the court. And, like, John Morant makes, makes Zaire Williams better. Like, there's no question. He makes guys better. It's a completely different feeling. It's a completely different team. But even with that, Brad, they're 30th in the league in offense. Right. I think with the last we looked, they'd, they'd crept up. They're up to 11th in defense, you know, top third of the league. But is, what's that going to do in terms of let's – we're just saying, if John Morant had been here – What's that going to do in terms of making a real push? Sure, you might get to the play-in, and you might play yourself into a 7 or 8 seed, and you're in a nice little spot of spoiler where we're saying there are storylines. Oh, man, that one, the two seeds. Because it could be Minnesota or OKC that hadn't done anything in the playoffs yet, and the storyline could be great. It could be, oh, man, they hadn't won anything in the playoffs yet. Grizzlies got a real chance here. Sure, and that would have been great. And that's what we were trying to talk to ourselves into, quite frankly, pre-jaw injury. But let's be real, they weren't going to win, make a deep playoff push. They weren't going to win a title this season. And so you might as well use this time. It, it's really, there, there's some clarity now because it's time to shift the gears completely. There is no more question about what you should do with this guy, this guy, what, what you know, in, in terms of to try to make it work right now, that's over. And so it should be planning ahead. And, you know, it, again, I, I would tell you, Memphis, we're good at this. We're good at being on the floor and figure and and and, and figuring. Oh man, well, I got to get back up and go to work on Monday. I got to get back up, and uh, this team, this franchise, got to get back up. I mean, I'm, what are we talking about here? You lost a national title game in 2008 that you felt like you'd won. You had to go back to work the next week. Like we're good at this. We're good at heartbreak. We're good at these kind. We just, I mean. We, you know, again, it's a different scale, but the Caleb Mills thing for that, that blow for Memphis. Again, I tell you, this is different. This is a death shot. But the Steven Adams news, like, we're used to this. You know, we're used to bad news around here. Um, but what we've also typically been good at in Memphis was the time and the transition from the core four to what it's got now is getting back up and finding the best way through. And hope, and a lot of times, luck's got to happen. And John Moran, I tell you right now, that the way that fell, you getting the two, that was, there was a lot of luck involved in that. And the Grizzlies are going to need a lot of luck if they're going to try to follow that path of a Golden State 
or a Denver that got back up off bad seasons. Denver still made the playoffs. It wasn't like Golden State. They ended up with, what, the two-pick, and James Wiseman's winning the title. They didn't even need him. See, what I tell you from Memphis is, again, maybe you use that pick rather than on a young player, Ron Holland, whoever's going to be, that probably not going to help your veteran ball club. It, young but veteran ball club next year, you spin that, Brad. Yeah. The losing helps that pick and makes it a better asset for you. Again, going in there and telling Jaron and Bain that tonight, they ain't going to want to hear it. They don't want to go out there and, and whether Jaron plays, we'll see. Again, he's questionable, but especially Bain. He ain't going to want to hear it. Bain's played all season. He's played through injuries. He's trying to get, he's trying to, he's trying, he's trying to get to the playoffs. You know, forget All Star and all that. He's playing at All Star level, but Bain's out there busting his tail. So, as a front office, I think as a coach, me, it would be hard to tell. But again, those guys, Bain's contract extension kicks in next year, five years. Jaron, you know, you got two more with them. They're already locked in with you. And so after a tough conversation about how we're going to start playing the younger guys, guys, yeah. we're, we're not going to tell you to rein in your effort. We love your effort, but we're going to start going young here. We've got to shift gears now because what's best for us in a bounce-back season for next year, we're possibly, again, you're built to be a top seed. We'll see. We've got to decide on what we're going to do with Steven Adams, whether we trust it enough to go into next or we upgrade there. Again, a better pick. A healthy Marcus Smart, those assets, you can improve our assets here if we go with the young guys after, you know, a tough few moments of that conversation. Those guys will understand. They're already locked in anyway. And so, again, this isn't to try to quickly make something, to try to tell you something bad here uh, is good. It's not. You know, again, I feel for the season ticket holders especially, like the ones that pay their money to go down there on a nightly basis because, again, I, I felt it. I felt it in that first return game with Ja, like the difference between the first 25 and the last, what, uh, six, what, he's played nine with you, last 11 with him, it's nine on the floor, two off, has been immense. And it's felt good. And we've talked about it. It's going to be exciting. It was going to be exciting to see whether this team could make a push. Um, all that said, you have to roll with what's best now. And again, We've been through this sort of before in terms of being floored and trying to figure out a way. And, and, and you still have one of the best young cores in the NBA. What you have to focus on now is getting the right three, four, or five. Denver didn't have a ton of depth last year when they won it. They were just healthy. And again, they had come back with Jamal healthy. They were re- But it was seven, eight guys that won it. What you have to focus on now is getting the right three, four, five guys around them. Again, whether that includes Marcus Smart or Vince Williams Jr., all that, you know, Steven Adams, that's what you've got to get figured out now over the rest of the time. Play Gigi Jackson, let him get some experience out there. So, you know, th- there's LaRavia, there's all the time in the world now. May as well see if you can put him out there and if he can hell, do, try to pull a Justin Fields where he can increase his trade value, whatever else. Uh, again, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just out. I'm sort of out on LaRavia. Again, can he become an asset by playing more, playing well? He hits everything in the damn G League. You know, maybe, you know, start hitting the, but But the point is you have to shift gears at this point. Um, that's where we're at. And, again, I can get up for that. You know, I, I, again, I can go back to work for that. You guys got a different job, but that's, that's the, I, I, again, I can, I, can, I can envision a day, and it doesn't have to be so far from now. And, again, I tell you, we've just seen recent examples of it with Golden State with Denver, where next year you are a contender again with a restructured, sort of back half of that rotation, a healthy John Moran, hopefully. And we you know, listen, there's still more questions. Like, John Moran hadn't had a 70, game se- uh, 70 games played season yet. Like, I know there's, there's still questions about John Morant, the way he plays, his durability, like going forward. But in the immediate, right, there is a way it feels like through this where perhaps you flip a top five, top six pick along with a, a healthy Marcus Smart, for, for a veteran, or whatever it's going to be. Maybe Marcus is a part of this going forward, but there's a way to, in being bad here and in playing your gun guys, maybe figuring some things out with them that this can work out for you. It provides some, certainly some clarity right now. There should be no more questioning back and forth. On, is there something you can do at this point? I think this is the way to go. Uh, still a death blow. It's a death blow on this season. But you've got Jaron locked up for two more. Uh, Bain, five. Joff, what, five. And so... There's a way back next year, I think. It feels like to me. I, I'm, I'll be interested to see if, if, if Jessica Benson agrees. Brad, I, I want your thoughts as well. Just, uh, you know, when, when, when we come back later, 
we'll talk our way through this. Am I crazy in the sense that, you know, again, this is, I can all, you know, I was a beat writer for, what, seven years, worked at a newspaper 13. I can spin something positive now. But I don't think this is much positive spin as it is a, 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 a reality and the, the, the realistic way that you've got to go about doing business now. Got to shift gears. Got to play the young guys. You want to use the word tank, you go right ahead. I hate using it around with the seasons Bain and Jaron are having, but it's, it's, it's real. Go to those young guys and, 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 and get back right for next year. You know, again, I got my doubts on Steven Adams and some of those other guys, but there, there, there may be an opportunity to bounce right back and put yourself in a position where you're a contender again immediately. Um, let's hope that's the way it goes. Let's hope that's the way it goes. Uh, we shall see. Like we mentioned, we'll talk to the aforementioned Jessica Benson when we come back. Before we do, uh, talk to Jess about the, the John Morant injury, the NBA at large, obviously, the, and the Grizzlies' path going forward. Let me tell you, when it comes to the NFL playoffs, you've got to win one game at a time. You know that. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, has all your favorite bets, like the money line, the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets, which you'll love. Um, and no sweat, same game parlay. Right now, every day there's an NFL playoff game. FanDuel's giving you new cus- all customers, excuse me, a no sweat, same game parlay. That's important. This isn't just for new customers. It's for all customers. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your SGP doesn't win that's happening for the NFL playoffs. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Smith. Again, that's J-S-M-I-T-H if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and, of course, of 929FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issues, non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund five bucks unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call Tennessee Redline one 800 Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 789. Jessica Benson is host of the Jessica Benson Show with CJ Hurd at GrindCityMedia.com. Host as well of the Grizzlies pre- and post-game shows. Can follow her on Twitter at JessBensonTV. She joins us. I'm trying to sound upbeat. I'm not. And in fact, <laughs> Jess, you're getting me solo, dolo here. No John Martin because of the news of John Morant's uh, season-ending surgery for that shoulder injury wow. basically knocked him out as well. So he couldn't even come in today. He is so sickened by the news. So you got us solo dolo. We're working. I certainly appreciate 
uh, you, Jess, for joining us. What what did we do to the to the basketball gods to deserve this? Ah, oh, I don't know, man. It has been relentless hell for the Memphis Grizzlies this season. Honestly, I mean, from the beginning of Jaw facing the twenty five game suspension and the preseason news that Stephen Adams is going to be out for the season and then navigating just a slew of injuries throughout the first 25 games without Ja anyway and Marcus Smart and Luke Kennard and Derrick Rose and it just felt like every night there was a, a laundry list of injuries for this team to fight through and finally you're coming out of what truly felt like the best weekend of the season, right? Like you get the most fun win on Friday against the Lakers, and it always means more because it's the Lakers and it's in Los Angeles and on national TV too. So you're getting the boost of the the national broadcast crew talking pretty glowingly about this Grizzlies group that's kind of taking form. And then they get their most impressive win without John Morant against the Phoenix Suns. And so you're coming in and you're finally feeling in a place of stability and promise and you think about what this team maybe could achieve certainly still trying to chase a place in the play-in tournament, and then you just get hit with a ton of breaks. Like, and I think there was this feeling of waiting, I don't, at least for me. It just felt nerve-wracking to a degree. Like, we see him in the sling. There's no update. I'm sitting there at the national championship game last night, and that email comes through my inbox of Grizzlies medical update. And before I even read it, I had a feeling what it was going to say. And sure enough, here we are, no season with John Morant the rest of the way. What does it mean in terms of, uh, and, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw this at you, Jess, I think it's out the window, in terms of making the play, and I'm not, you know, not going to ask yeah. you the can they put it together and make mm-hmm. a run question, but in terms of the way you approach this season now, what the plan should be, I was talking before you came on about uh, it, it feels like you have to go to the young guys, and again, with a salute to what Jaron and Bain have done, I don't want to run them into the ground for some run and the good chance that I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss a play and a possibility for the playoffs. So I'm going young. Is that the right approach, Jess? Should it be no, yeah. go all out? Like what's, I hate to even use the word tank, uh, particularly with right. you, but, but what should be the approach the rest of the season? It's curious because to a certain degree, and I know like the T word is such a bad word, like no, we don't say the tank, but when you look at the Western Conference standings, even, I mean, the Grizzlies are in a position right now, it's going to be hard to get lower than they're at with teams like the Spurs and the Pistons. They've been at it. They've been about this life from the beginning of the season. Um, right. But for the Grizzlies now, I, I agree from the standpoint of, and to borrow a phrase from Taylor Jenkins that I think some of us sometimes roll our eyes sometimes, but data points. Like how many data points can you collect the rest of the way with those young players? And then also seeing, you know, what does this become for Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain? We've seen really solid returns when they've been asked to step into the one and two positions. And obviously the Grizzlies struggled significantly in those first 25 games without Jaw. But trying to take what you saw in that game with the Suns, throw Marcus Smart into the equation. And you have Marcus Smart who, I mean, he doesn't want to, lose like he's never missed right, the playoffs missed that has to be a point of pride and so there is going to be this push and pull effect where you have players who are very conditioned to win games now how much run do you give them versus those younger guys as you try to ultimately i think the biggest takeaway is you don't do anything for the now in the moment right mm-hmm. like this season you're not going to make some big change for this season playing without john Morant. but you figure out the best package that you can potentially make going into this offseason where you bring the piece or pieces that will eventually lead jaw desmond bain jaron jackson jr to their best ability of chasing a championship in the nba is there a young guy in particular that you think can take advantage of or, or i guess in terms of the development and stuff going forward the, the of the young guys like something you're most looking forward to season or something that you think, hey, might still be there. And now with what's going to be, you know, more minutes, obviously, for them, maybe there can be a breakthrough. And whether that's for the Grizzlies or for a, a team as an asset, you know, maybe that can be a break. Is, is there a guy you're looking most forward to seeing more of? Well, it's funny because it feels like we've learned it already with Vince Williams Jr., right? Like, He's I don't in, feel like there's, me. And, yeah. Yeah, it, it, there's not some desire of, Seeing more, like we've seen it, we've seen it consistently, and I think you kind of know what you were gifted with him. I think there's still intrigue for Zaire Williams. Now you've had these three games, and particularly um, the two before the games uh, against the Suns, where he has a nice little offensive explosion off the bench. You see that three and D ability, and the long arms, and the, lo- the length that he contributes to this team. Um, Players can have good stretches. That's one of the most complicated things about evaluating talent in the NBA. So we've seen the up-and-down nature of Zaire Williams. Can he put together a more consistent second half to this season and to do it without Jaw? I mean, much was made about John Morant makes all the players around him better. Zaire Williams was a direct 
contributor of that, had be giving Jaw yet another lob of a person out there on the court with him. And yep. so it, it'll be interesting to see if Zaire is able to take this last little stretch and run into a more positive direction than he was, you know, a week and a half ago even. Yep, it's going to be about those young guys now. We're talking, of course, to Jessica Benson of Grind City Media. She was in Houston for the national championship get, uh, game last night. Got to catch a flight, so I don't want to waste your time. How, how was it? What I, I, I must say, even me who was down on Harbaugh, these guys cheated. This is, this is a travesty, you know, midseason when all that was happening. I had to respect what I saw on the field. How about you of what you saw last night? What were you most impressed by? I actually just ran into Mark Giannato in the Houston airport. So he says hello to everyone. He was glowing. He was running on two hours of sleep. His flight has been delayed for hours. So I'm on a later flight to Memphis. He is now on a flight that was supposed to leave hours earlier, and he will get back to Memphis after me. So hate when that happens. But was happy for him and all the Michigan fans. I mean, my co-host, CJ Hart, is a giant Michigan fan. And so to see everything that they have, they have been so embattled, Jason, you know, going through this season and to come out with an an undefeated season, a national championship, their first since 97, uh, I have a ton of respect. And for Washington, for me, it was tough seeing the Pac-12 go out that way. I was glad that Washington, especially their defense, really tightened up after those first two Michigan drives. I mean, they had 174 rushing yards in the first quarter, and you're thinking, oh, this is the vaunted Pac-12 defense that everybody clowns constantly. And then it really ended up being Washington's offense that couldn't get it together. They were just one big play away, and they finally, Penix has the completion to Odunze that's, you know, taken off for holding, and that was difficult. But I give equal credit to Michigan's run game, to their defense that has been one of the best defenses in college football. And even though they didn't sack Michael Penix Jr. like they were able to get to Jalen Milrow in the Rose Bowl, they just kept constant pressure on him. And he never looked particularly comfortable. And offensively, they ran a lot of screen passes. He never was able to get those explosive plays that we saw, the dart after dart after dart against Texas in the Sugar Bowl. And ultimately, it was Washington's offense that let them down, which is so funny how that works. But it was a great game, great atmosphere. The Michigan fans balled out, and I never want to yep. hear hails to the Victor oh, ever again. I, I am over it. So so recently I've heard two different ways on this. I'm curious where you come down. Margiano, I think, uh, thinks that, and, and many Michigan people think that, that Harbaugh is going to go and go to the NFL, yeah. and we know he's got the Don Yee and everything else. Um, but Jason Fitz came on with us yesterday and thinks there's no way he's turning down the money that's on the table right now from Michigan and that contract and the, the, the chance to be a king. I mean, now you've won it. You know what? You know, the pressure's off. Really, they'll treat you like a king from now and 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 forever. Quite frankly, which one do you think happens? Does Harbaugh go NFL or does he stay at Michigan? Yeah, it's so interesting. I think if you would, and many people did, this was the talk of the weekend. I feel in Houston was the news going to come out yesterday before the game right. that like Belichick is out in New England, and you're going to have the announcement that Harbaugh has already taken that job. And of course, it doesn't go that way. And then seeing him win and seeing him dodge a Gatorade bath so wonderfully you start to think maybe there's comfort in being a national champion. Absolutely. You know, like there is there is great comfort of being someplace where you have now checked off all the boxes and you get paid a lot of money. Now, I do think the one thing that could contribute is the ongoing NCA investigation and whatever could come of that. Does that chase him out of there right. so that he doesn't have to deal with that mess? Perhaps, and it really has felt like the momentum has always been to go back to the NFL. Um but it'll be interesting to see. I do think there probably is a level of just like sheer elation this morning that comes with winning on that kind of stage where you at least have to think to yourself, even if you were convinced, you know, this is it, I'm going to go out on top, but it might feel good to stay there too. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm going to use my last question here um, because you are the my, my USC expert. Bears got yeah. a big question. We've talked to some Caleb Williams going through the season, and there's the – I think Mel, it was Kuyper that had the stat. I think it's 90 total touchdowns, just 10 interceptions the last two seasons. Is it as simple as taking him, or should I be concerned, Jess, that Caleb Williams might see himself as a finished product, sort of like maybe Kyler Murray with the attitude where he's been crowned already, and maybe he doesn't want to work. Maybe he's not a guy who's going to watch film. Do I need to be concerned about that, or is it, is it as simple as the Bears should take him as number at number one? I truly, in the bottom of my non-biased heart, thinks it's as simple as the Bears should take him as number one. And that if they don't, it will be a deep regret going forward. I think this USC season became so convoluted and the expectations were so high. And USC has been such a difficult place for seasons like that because you're under the LA microscope and the fan expectations are wild. And I think narratives sometimes spin out of control, almost Hollywood-esque, right? Because you're in the land of movies and drama and 
sometimes things take a step in in a weird direction. But I still, I what I witnessed of Caleb Williams was a what looked to be someone who could truly be a generational quarterback. And I'm excited to see him play in the NFL. And I think it would be very dumb for people to get too in the weeds with all of the extra stuff that was floating around this year. I go back and forth on this. When Mel Kiper said just take him this morning, I was like convinced again I should take him. <laughs> Listen to you, I'm convinced again the Bears yeah. should take him, not take the Hall. <laughs> Jess, you got a plane to catch. Get back to Memphis safely. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining me. Absolutely. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank Bye. you. She is Jessica Benson. Check her out weekday mornings on the Jessica Benson Show with CJ Hurd at GrindCityMedia.com and, of course, on the Grizz pre- and post-game shows. Big breaking news. You! Particularly if you are a Tennessee are you surpri- I'm surprised Titans at this, fan. too. Yeah. Titans, yep. Um, yeah. Wow. Vrabel just got fired by the Titans. I mean, I did not see this coming. I, I didn't I, see this coming. I like I like the way you delivered it. Yes, Vrabel reportedly fired after <laughs> six seasons with the Titans. That GM just hated Vrabel. That's clear. I mean, that's as clear as day. Right? You know You know what I've been thinking about? I'll tell you when I get back. Ooh, I, I think Mike Vrabel should be work ne- working next season. Yep. For, forget taking a year off. You know, and going into TV for a year and then coming back and maybe you got a choice of gigs. I think Mike Vrabel should should get it with a team next season. I'll tell you who I think it should be when we come back. You're listening to Jason John, 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, back. Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Wrapping up hour number one. We're doing with John under the weather today. We're rolling, though, and we have breaking news that we brought to you right before the break. Yeah, it's big. Tennessee Titans have decided to move on from Mike Vrabel after six seasons. Wow. wow. Uh, Adam Schefter, I saw, had it 19 minutes ago. Um, yes, Titans fired Mike Vrabel per sources. Titans owner Amy Adams Strunk wanted fresh perspective in the coaching staff, Schefter tweets, after a 6-18 and 18 stretch over the last two seasons, including 1-9 and nine in division games. Wow, I, th- I thought I thought Mike Vrabel had earned sort of the old parting of ways. I agree. Frame. This if they, bad, if they were going to move yes. on from Vrabel, yes. I, I didn't think we'd see it phrased like and, this. Yes, just whacked him, him whacked and fired, yeah. and them saying after no. two losing seasons, um, and and this and this stretch that Shefty's talking about uh, that we don't want you anymore. Remember, uh, Mike Vrabel. Nine and seven his first couple of years, then goes eleven and five, first in the AFC South. That was his first division title. Then remember the twelve and five season. Yep. Uh first in the AFC South. They were the number one seed. He was coach of the year, as Adam Schefter points out, in twenty twenty one. Uh Schefter points out you get that in February twenty twenty two, but it was for that twenty one season when yeah. they went twelve and five. Um, so he was just held up. We were just holding him up. And I, I always have. I mean, I know, and, and John has played this role before. And he was, um, he was yeah. crapping on him pretty good yesterday. Well, he's, he's always he's played troll when it comes to the Tennessee Titans yeah. these last few years. These last few relevant years, they've been very relevant, particularly that year they got the number one seed. And But, but even I'm, I'm, the point I'm making is even in trolling them and sort of the decisions they made and when they made the – John Robinson moves on from A.J. Brown. the dumbest thing they ever oh, did. Yeah. I, I, my point is I still think even the man across the glass from me that has trolled them for years had a great respect that's for Mike fair. Vrabel. I know that about John. Yes. I, my point is I think we all did. Yeah, because and of the dysfunction in the front office prior no to the There's no question switch. about it. Part of the reason they fell off is because of the decision-making that you ultimately ended up firing John yep. Robinson, the GM who decided to move on from A.J. Brown over a contract dispute. You could have paid him a couple more million. That got personal. You moved on from him. And really, you took away their chance to be elite. Because, again, you had the big edge receiver there. At that point, you had a Tannehill who was playing within himself. You had a Hall of fame running back and you were as relevant as it gets and you took that away from Vrabel we saw like wasn't it on we we saw it uh Vrabel get emotional about uh, uh losing AJ Brown and so it felt like yep. uh Brad you said it best the break like they didn't give him a full deck and for the most part and I, I'll, I'll give them like there there have been struggles these last two years but the most part I've always thought about Mike Vrabel as a guy who maximizes 
what he has. And you, I could make the case he ain't ever had a true quarterback. We know that what Tannehill is not is a franchise QB. It is why they have Malik Willis. It is why they have uh, 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 Will Levis. Is because Tannehill is not that. Can Could you win with him? Well, at, at one point they were winning at a high level. Again, you, you sort of take some of the his, his you take some of the cards out of the deck when you trade A.J. Brown. But back to the point, he's never had an elite QB, and yet been a coach of the year, had a one seed, basically with a run game, play action, and we're going to throw a, a at the time, what, top ten defense at you. And so here's my thing. I know people remember Mike Vrabel's coaching career, excuse me, his playing career first uh, with the Patriots. Was he three-time Super Bowl yes, winner I'm with the Patriots? I'm looking at his Wikipedia and, right now. And we realized, too, that you know Bill Belichick, while that decision hasn't been made, to me, we did have Bill come out this week and say, look, I'm willing to give up a little bit of personnel control moving forward if that's the way to go for us. I still think the right move, and especially, I mean, it's as symbolic as ever. You lost the, to the Jets for the first time in uh, whatever it is, 18, 19 straight or whatever they'd won over them. Whatever that streak was, you had owned them. You're losing to them in a half-packed stadium yep. last game. Belichick's covered up going out. Almost, it, it almost felt like the end. And so to push on with a guy who's shown that at least offensively, he has no plan. Still has a relevant defense, can always do that, but offensively has no plan to develop a quarterback. Just seems like the wrong move. Back to the point. Okay, so there's still a good chance there'll be an opening with the Patriots. Makes a lot of sense because of Rabel's ties with the Pats that he would go there. I tell you, there's a better situation right yeah. now for Mike Vrabel. Now, it's going to require a team that doesn't currently, as of 11.55 today, have a head coaching opening to fire its head coach. It's going to require that to happen for Mike Vrabel to come over to this better situation. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a Chicago Bears fan, but the Chicago Bears have a decision to make, not just with their quarterback, but also with their coach, uh, Matt Eberflus, the former Indy defensive coordinator, who, yeah, the Bears had a relevant defense this year, but not quite an elite one. And you just saw that against Green Bay, who had a 100-yard rusher, 300-yard passer, Love did. My, my point is, has he done enough of a job? My point is this. If the Bears didn't have plans to fire Eberflus and it hadn't happened yet, I would move on from him if I knew if I knew mm-hmm. that Vrabel is going to take my job as opposed to, and listen, even Schefter says it. To me, Vrabel is a tier one. That's the way Shefty put it, coaching candidate for next year. This is a guy you want. Again, this is a guy who is maximized. And if you've got a quarterback already in place, Chargers. You know, if, to me, he, he's he, if I'm the Chargers, he's attractive to me. He's going to be, my point is, He'd be attractive to a lot more teams than just the Patriots, uh, potentially, or my Bears. I think a lot of teams might want Mike Vrabel immediately. Commanders might be one of those teams, would want him immediately. So what I would need to know if I'm the Bears is that you're going to take my job. And, oh, by the way, here's what I've got. A chance to go get Mm -hmm. the guy we just mentioned, Caleb Williams. Who Jessica Benson says, the USC expert says, the Bears should draft at number one. The the potentially franchise-changing quarterback, you tell Mike Vrabel, here's your franchise changer. You've already got a number one receiver in place in DJ Moore that, oh, by the way, you're not going to trade, and we've got all kinds of draft capital. You're also picking at number nine. You can make some moves here with Justin Fields and pick up a second-round pick or whatever it's going to be. Some think that you know somebody might be willing to trade a first-rounder, somebody that doesn't have enough capital to move up to take one of these rookie quarterbacks. Some think the Bears might fetch a first-rounder, a little bit later first-rounder for a Justin Fields. But my point is, look at what the Bears got. Draft capital, the potential to take a number one rated QB, in the draft, but also weapons offensively, a defense that's improving, and more importantly, cap space, because you've got, Brad, all your money won't be tied up in your quarterback. When you move on from Justin Fields, as I've always said was the right move, It will he'll now be on that five-year rookie scale, and just like the 49ers... Um, you can throw that $100 million in cap space at your defense or for other weapons. And my point is, I'm telling Mike Vrabel, yeah, I know the Chargers got Herbert, and I know you love the Pats and there are the ties there, and this thing might already be, who knows, I, I, it doesn't feel like, I mean, this was a shock that the Titans fired him, so I can't imagine this is already done. But my point would be, we're a better situation than what the Patriots got it right now, who are, oh, by the way, picking behind the Bears. And I would tell you, have less in terms of weapons right now. Remember, the Bears won, what, seven games this year, yeah. and they're picking number one. The Patriots are really one of those teams. Then they're, what, won three, four games and need every. 
the, uh, the Bears are a better situation. Bears are way and better. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Bears fan. I'm no. saying it because I'm I'm frankly I'm 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 up on uh, what all they've facts. got. That's what they I'm up on what they've got and frankly what they need. Yes. And maybe this is why you hadn't made a decision on or at least announced a decision on an Eberflus is because there were still some things to shake out loose. You didn't know if Rabel was going to be there or not. My point would be if I'm the Bears, I would go after Mike Vrabel with the, again, understanding that if I'm going to go hard after you, yeah. you're going to have to pick us. Because what I don't want to do is get in a – I don't want to fire Eberflus, get into a bidding war for Mike Vrabel if I'm going to lose it. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.